see, the media in Russia is very, very controlled by the government. And hardly ever yeah. do they speak out against the government, Taz. So what, what do you think creates that, that uh, uh, situation where he, he uh, puts that column out there, Taz? That's pretty, pretty brave, isn't it? Or what, what do you think's behind I it? I imagine it's very, very brave. It's, uh, and he's, he's a Bloomberg View columnist. He was the founding editor of Russian Business Daily, just looking up at the, um, right. at, at the columnist there. So they're very clear to say, though, that the usual thing, the views and opinions expressed in opinion pieces do not necessarily reflect the position of the Moscow Times. So they're covering their back a little bit there. Mm, but my goodness, yeah. I, that, that guy has balls of steel. Well, speaking of balls <laughs> of steel, uh, speaking, yeah. of Yvette, speaking of balls of steel, I should probably say on every episode of this show that the, uh, that the opinions expressed by these 10 extraordinary women are not necessarily that of the network. Don't you think of that? <laughs> they, we are the voice of the network, Malcolm. What we have to say goes. Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Well, this is a big story. Uh, this is a story that not only has uh, reverberations through the sports world, but also the political world. And it's Russia has been banned from the upcoming Olympics in South Korea. Here they've been banned in the 2018 Games, and uh, they're not taking it too lightly, to say the least. Well, it's a big doping, uh, really, scandal here that was uh, really became exposed in the Sochi Games in 2014. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, the stories I've heard about this thing are like nothing you've ever heard before. Uh, it's pretty wild. So this was, it's being called an elaborate overnight operation, okay? This was at the 2014 Sochi Games, okay? So a team assembled by Russia's sports ministry. Now, now listen to what I'm telling you. Russia's sports ministry. So these are the guys who run the program. So they tampered with more than 100 urine samples to conceal evidence of top athletes' steroid use throughout the course of the entire competition. Huh. More than two dozen Russian athletes have been disqualified from the standings. There were medals removed and so on and so forth. But as this story was exposed from a very elaborate report that came out, the McLaren report, it exposed the deviousness here and what had really taken place. I mean, when you hear that the International Olympic Committee, this this is unfounded what's happened here. And, and uh, we, we've never had a case where they've been totally just tossed away. You can't play the anthem, can't raise the flag, can't have any athletes. It's, uh, it's a profound story, friends. So life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. Our co-host today on the show, we have Susan Price. Well, she's an investigative researcher, national voice, gold star mother, and a veteran advocate for justice. Yvette Taylor joins us. She's the creator of the Energy Alignment Method and Transformational Mentor out of the UK. Taz Thornton, best-selling author, UK's number one inspirational breakthrough speaker. 
So we got it covered here in our panel discussion here. And uh, ladies, uh, this story, as I started to see this come out in uh, recent days here, I'm saying to our producers, this is a story we have to cover because this is, uh, uh, we haven't seen one quite like this. Now, you remember Mikhail Gorbachev? Uh, who doesn't know Mikhail Gorbachev? Uh, he was the former Soviet leader. Well, he uh, it, it called the decision outrageous. Outrageous. And of course, Vladimir Putin isn't too happy, the uh, president of uh, Russia, not too happy. And they're saying that this is without merit and uh, totally incorrect. But yet the evidence shows otherwise. And as you dive more into this story, what I heard, ladies, now listen to this. I heard at the Olympic Village, they were in the rooms, and there were holes through the walls, through the other side is what I heard. I mean, I don't know how all true this is or made up or what have you. I, I really, really need to more of that report, the McLaren report. But, and they were passing the urine samples through the walls, and they had other people peeing in the cups, <laughs> And they were taking the new cops that were peed in from different people, and they were sending them back through the walls, and then they would try to put them in the air, and this whole thing sort of became unwound, and it was like, wow. Now, there's a history of this kind of thing. I hate to say this. I don't want to be picking on Russia here, ladies, but there's a kind of history here and a backstory of the Russians doing this kind of thing. Uh, that, you know, they, they, been, there's been others that have been stripped. In fact, by the way, and I don't know if you know this, Taz, but I'm going to start here with you. But Russia has more than 49 Olympic medals that have been stripped from its athletes because of doping violations. So what I'm saying is this didn't just start yesterday. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big story, and it's been going on for a while, but now it's really been exposed, Taz. How do you think this is going to impact the entire sports world now coming into the Olympics? It kind of tarnishes this games, don't you think? Well, I think it's going to send ripples across the entire sporting fraternity. It's bound to, isn't it? And then, of course, the the other issue is is this whole punishing everyone for the misdemeanors of, well, goodness knows how many. I can completely understand why, because they're going to want to make an example, particularly with some of that track record, no pun intended. But <laughs> I don't know how all the other countries are going to be feeling about this. There's the, if, if anybody else has been being a little bit naughty, there's going to be some, some uh, shivers running up and down spines, I would think. Well, and it's not the first time, like I said, a lot of countries have been caught with these kinds of things. Sometimes it's isolated, Taz. You'll see a, uh, a, yeah. you know, an athlete or two. But this was really widespread. And then again, here, well, the reason they're, I, I'm going to suggest to you, the reason I believe they are punishing the entire Russian community and saying, okay, we're not going to play the anthem there. We're not going to raise the flag. You can't even wear their outfits. Now, they're going to allow, evidently, ladies, the story on this is that the Russian athletes, they are actually going to be allowed to play under the Olympic, the, the International Olympic motto. They would play the, uh, the IOC. They would play that anthem. They would raise that flag. They cannot have anything to do with Russia. But you've got to remember, it was the, the ministry, uh, the, the sports ministry that was caught here. So you're, you kind of have your hands of the people in charge. They had their hands in the situation here when the Russian sports ministry is involved in this and the Russian anti-doping agency. I mean, this is, this is a pretty big story. But, you know, what I'm saying is, what else could they do, Susan? In other words, here you have a case where it's not just one, two, three, five, maybe six, eight, ten athletes. Hundreds of athletes across the spectrum of sports, you know? Right, right. And, and Malcolm, I 
suspect there's something else going on, too, huh. that hasn't presented itself. You think? Um, and I think that uh, we'll be privy to that in the months to follow, but uh, there's there's some political ramifications. There's things going on that that well, they're not displaying. Well, when you say that, explain more to me what you mean, because listen, there's always... Uh, we always say keep the politics out of sports. Well, you all know that's a lot of rubbish, okay? Mm -hmm. Because the, the, the politics always gets into everything. I mean, the politics is in your morning cereal, for God's sakes. I mean, come on. It's into everything. It, it comes, as I say, back to some political ramification of some bureaucrat somewhere that did something. But here in this case, Susan, I mean, like, what? Is, I mean, Russia, they're upset about it. Yeah, I and mean, this is profound. This is going to change the sports world. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we, it seems, but, you know, I, I got to tell you, Susan, uh, ladies, we're, <laughs> we're isolating Russia at such a magnitude today that I wouldn't be surprised that Russia came back and said, well, you know what? We don't want to play in your stupid Olympics anyways. And we're not going to play this time. We're not going to play next time and the time after that and the time after that. I mean, Susan, that, well, what if they well, said they're, that? They're punishing their people. That's just punishing their their people even more. But I, I truly believe that there's, there's some uh, political things going on and that this is their vice that they're using. And um, that's just my personal opinion and, and from what I hear and see out there in the world. Well, we're not going to let um, you off I that believe... easy. We're, we're not going to let you off that easy, no. easy, Miss Price. No, no, Listen no, to no. me now. Hold on, young lady. <laughs> I know Taz and Yvette are sitting there saying, what the hell is she talking about? And I know I am too. So tell us about all this political powwow you're talking about. Well, what's, we, what's have, we have indictments coming here in the United States against people that are involved with the uranium and the Russians, for one. And um, so I think we're going to see a lot more of that. In fact, I know we are. But what's, what that got, what's that got to do with the story, though, Susan? I, I'm lost. Tell me what, because how are you making because the connection from those things to this? politics is involved with everything. Mm -hmm. Politics is always involved, always, especially with uh, countries like Russia. This is this is what they live for. These people, they're, that's what they're, they're excellent athletes. And so they live for Olympics and for these things to be taken away from them. And then these people are guilty, yes, but were some of them set up, too? I mean, one has to wonder. But, uh, so you're saying they're that, being unfairly targeted, possibly, Susan, some of the athletes? I do, yeah. Mm, interesting. I do. Interesting. I, I didn't, you mm -hmm. surprised me with that. That's very interesting. So you think... Some of this, the political overtones, you mean, with the isolation of Russia, you, you kind of think, I think you might be saying, that the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, maybe overstepped their bounds, maybe even? Or is that wrong? Uh, yeah. No, you could start to say that. Wow. I mean, and, you know, I mean, the Russian people, by far and large, are no different than the UK people and the people here in the States. I mean, I mean, the people themselves right. are, are good people. It's the... It's the blessed bureaucrats and the government powers that screw everything up, you know? Right? Exactly. I mean, right? You know. They use this against their people. Yeah. So, yeah. so you think this was um, all sort and, and of... And I truly believe. Being a provocative. Okay, Yvette, let's, uh, let's talk now, hon, because uh, Susan surprises me with that response. 
Um, she's saying a lot of the athletes maybe didn't even know it was happening. Okay, maybe that's the case, but what's the IOC going to do when it's such a wide-scale event? I mean, they don't really have a choice, do they? Or, I mean... Well, I, I think it touches back on what Taz said at the very, very beginning. It's kind of like being at school when one child in the classroom has been naughty and then everybody else gets punished for it. Now, I know in this case, like you said, it's not just one or two or three or four, but I understand removing those athletes that have been found to do it, but... You know, think of the amount of time and dedication and passion that goes into training for the Olympics. This isn't something that they just decided yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else who's who's spent so many years of their life dedicated to representing their country. Right. Um, and, you know, now they've had their hopes and dreams trashed. And, you know, exactly as Susan was just saying as well, this isn't just about the you know, the athletes even is about the country as a whole. You know, we're on potentially on the brink of World War Three with Russia and America at each other's mm-hmm. throats with whatever they're doing. And now we're sticking another nail in the coffin and separating an entire country by taking them out of the Olympics. It just doesn't make sense. But when, the IOC, as a, as a, but Yvette, Yvette, let me let me correct something here, please. The IOC, the International Olympic Committee, is not the United States. No, but they are part of, they can see what's happening in the they world. They can see. Sure, yeah. Surely by separating an entire, you know, it's the first time in history right. that this has ever mm. happened as part of the Olympics. Now is not a good time to be poking the Interesting. bear. Interesting. You know, it's it really, really not a good time to be poking the bear. Now of all times, we should be using something like sport to bring the world together in the way that it always yeah. does. Look, look what happened with right. the London Olympics in 2012. Like, Everyone in the world came together. Rather than creating separation through it, why not use sport for the thing it is awesome at and bring people together in this way? Um, I think it's a politically incorrect thing for them to do. I think they should punish the people that have been you know, involved in it by punishing all and separating an entire country. I think it's a wrong move on so many levels. Well, but here's but then the... Susan has to have a point there too, doesn't she, with, the, with there being something else involved in this, because I think that's yeah. quite right. There's, there's got to be something more to this. Hmm. When I was doing a bit of research on this, there was an article in the New Yorker earlier this week that was saying that, you know, Russia would see this ban as a declaration of war. Mm-hmm. And wow. surely we, we can't be the only people that are considering this. So, so I think Susan's probably got a point. There's got to be something else behind hmm. this, because on the face of it, with, with the political system as it is at the moment with with so much so so that we're on real thin ice when it comes to world peace right now and we can't be the only people who are picking up on this point so Mm. maybe there is something bigger going on now we're living in a time of the breaking up of old structures and the oligarchs Mm -hmm. and and the mafias that are running the show behind the scenes yeah. So all the power brokers now are starting to go down. They're being questioned. Yeah, and they're not happy. People Susan. are no, they're not. No. And and I just I know I feel it's a gut instinct, mm. but also what I hear on the street from people mm. I know that work in national security. Really? So scary, scary times oh, yeah. when we look at it mm. on that scale. All right, ladies, I I I think you kind of framing this up in a in a certain way, which just let me. To say to you gives me a little pause now and I I, I didn't expect it to go this way and I, I'm kind of but I'm but that's okay it's cool I'm, I'm I'm surprised I'm pleasantly surprised 
that you're all far more advanced in the conversation than probably I was coming into this conversation. Okay, so uh, I give you kudos mm-hmm. there. Would the same happen? Would 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 the IOC have done the same if it was the United States? Would, would they would they have had the audacity to do that with a country like the US or or someone else? Would would they have done it to well, them? Right. Good question of that. that. That's a great question. It is a good question. And you know what? Yeah. So let me let me ask you now. Hold on. So let me ask you all. Yvette, do you think they would have done it to the U.S. if the, that shoe was on that foot? Yes or no? I don't I don't believe they would. You think so? No. Nah. Taz, do you think they would have done it? If this really is purely the IOC acting on drugs charges, I would like to think they would. But that's if there's not more at play. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. And Susan, do you think they would have? I, I don't, and I don't think they would have got away with it either. <laughs> mm, so, so what is what is? The and, and the reason is the why problem? is because I think they were set up a lot of these uh, Olymp- the Olympic athletes, and they do not have the voice to dispute it. Interesting. It's just. That's my personal Susan, opinion. Susan, I'm so proud of you for taking this road. I really, really am. I don't agree with you. I think you're talking about a bunch of bullshit, but I do. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Very, That's very okay. proud of you. You, you. you have the right to yeah, feel that yeah, way. You know, I'm just, and, I have to be honest with you. I love the fact you've taken this road, and I honor you with this. I think you're speaking a lot of rubbish and bullshit, but I have to tell you honestly. And you know what? Well, let's, let's hold it there. I'm going to tell you why I think that right after this pause. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi-nutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Blitzer News and Entertainment Network, where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, friends, I gotta tell you what, we're having far too much fun here. It's not even legal. I know. Uh, but, <laughs> so we are back here, Life and Liberty and the Pursuit of Pleasure Season 2. We need to get some composure here. I gotta tell you, friends, Taz Thornton, Susan Price, and Yvette Taylor, they are being very rude and unfair to me during the break while you all were not listening. Really tearing me apart, Un- unnecessarily so. I mean, you would be uh, appalled. So, Susan, you asked me a question coming just into break. What did you say here? You, you asked me what would I do with what? Oh, I asked you what would you do with all of us ladies in, in one room at the same time? 
Well, let me answer that. Cause All I the women was, on, this, on this radio show. That's a profound question. I'd like to answer that. You know what? That would be, and that would either be like a special treat of the universe and like a, a, a real interesting moment, or it would be a horror show. I don't know which one. <laughs> it, would be one of the other. it would either be like, oh, man. Hey, hey, you know, we, we may end up with that. Well, Taz, we said we were going to do that on a world stage somewhere, didn't we? Huh? We did. Let's make that happen, Malcolm. That would be cool, love. That would be cool. Well, listen, we are talking about this big, uh, I I think this is one of the biggest stories to come down here in a bit. Uh, The International Olympic Committee decided that Russia will not be able to compete in the 2018 Olympics in South Korea. Wow. (laughs) Profound. I mean, like the whole thing, can't play, can't play the national anthem of Russia. Can't raise their flag, cannot wear their uniforms, cannot pass go or collect $200 on the Monopoly game either. I mean, they are being like really shamed here. Now, of course, the leaders have come out and said, well, this didn't happen. But of course, the McLaren report uh, shows otherwise. I mean, hundreds of of athletes uh, through the uh, Russian foreign ministry there of sports, they were involved in this. So the upper echelon of government was totally involved in having other people pee in the cups, if you will, and pass the pee through the walls. And this is somehow there was this big, big scandal. It sounds really weird, ladies. I mean, it's not exactly where I would want to be during happy hour, you know, seeing all that come down. I got to tell you, <laughs> with all, but you can see that the, the, the point is, I think the reason the IOC took this unprecedented move, ladies, is because it was uncharted waters. The fact it was the, the merits to this case were incredible. And the fact that the powers to be were the orchestrators of it. It wasn't just the athletes got together. In other words, if the athletes had got together, and did something, or there were some isolated incidents. Okay, I, I'm, I think they would have looked the other way. But back to what you say, well, would this have happened if this was if the United States who did it? And you said, well, no, you don't think it would. And Taz said she didn't think it would either, unless it was really what it was. Susan thinks absolutely it wouldn't have happened, that they wouldn't have done this. So Susan's being, like, really honest today in this show. Um not that she's not I'm honest every time. I was, all right. Not, not that she's not always honest, but she's being doubly honest, I guess. Is that possible? I don't know. Uh, so, but here's the thing, Susan, Yvette, Taz. I think the IOC would have done the same thing to the United States, I think, as they did to Russia. I totally disagree with all of you. I think they would have absolutely done it because when you look at the McLaren report and you read all the backup on this story... I don't think there's a lynching here going on. I don't think there's a conspiracy here going on. And if there is, and you know, Susan, you, you bring this great point up before the, uh, in the earlier segment. And I want to say to you this. I hope you'll take this story. This will be like really big. I hope you'll write a very scathing report and, and column on this for America Out Loud. I hope you'll do that. Uh, and then you well, can... Well, I just may. And, I hope um, you will. I, what is the relationship <clears throat> between... And I don't know this, I want to ask mm-hmm. you, because I kind of okay. have a hunch, but okay. what is the relationship between the IOC and the United Nations? Oh, wow. And the United Nations. Uh, yeah. That's a hell of a and question. then who's behind that? Who's the UN secretary? Mm-hmm. That General Ban Ki-moon. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen him uh, involved with some very nefarious figures, uh, that used to work within the DHS and others through my investigations. And that's why I say that. You see, I have a hunch. And when I'm hot on a trail, 
Malcolm, you know how I am. Ah, you're a dog with a bone. I've said it many times. That's why I'm hoping you'll write a column on this because, and then you can tell people how how difficult I was in the show today in the column that you'll write. He was a (laughs) real jerk. And I need to further investigate this lady. Exactly. This is where I'm going with this. This, There's a tie here because I know a lot of uh, the background people who were involved with certain Well, and let me tell listeners now that Susan is really an an incredible investigator uh, and really looks down into a story when she exposes it. Like she did one on human trafficking, which was really, I mean, she does all these great stories and columns. We love her uh, on America Out Loud. Thank you. And if you're not reading a lot of the writings, I'm getting emails in every day we get on the platform of the network here. People are just oozing about our authors and our writers. they say, like, incredible the way people are voicing their opinions and thoughts here. So kudos to you, Susan. But listen, I still don't believe Thank a... Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I still don't believe a freaking word of what you're saying. But Taz and Yvette, take it away, please. <laughs> Tell me why that is. Why what is what? Why you don't believe her? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, 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 why am I not believing? Susan's saying there's something else at play here. Uh, well, well, hold on here. She th- uh, what do you mean, why? She, she then took the United Nations... And she said, "Who's playing?" What she's saying here is, "Is it possible that the players and powers to be behind the UN uh, could they be playing with the IOC? In other words, are they as much of a bunch of buffoons as the buffoons with the United Nations? Are the buffoons with the IOC that they're doing these um, provocative moves of banning Russia and doing stupid things like this?" I mean, I think she's trying to connect the dots and say something politically smells here. Well, you see, this yeah. is, here's where I feel a little bit torn in that if this is purely about the drugs, then, yeah, I do believe they would have done exactly the same to the US, the UK, France, whoever. However, the, the thing that's unsettling me slightly and that is making me listen to, to Susan a little bit more closely is that it just seems preposterous to, to rattle the cage in this way at this time without there being something else going on. It just... I don't believe in coincidence. So I don't know if this is purely, if purely, purely to do with the doping, then yeah, absolutely. They would have treated anybody in the same way. So However, Taz, you think they should have looked the other way. So based on what you just said, you're saying, no, you think saying they, they well, but you, the other way. well, no, but no. you kind of hinted to that twice. And I said, well, at this time, at this moment, well, the IOC can't help it that these b- people did what they did. It's not their fault, is it? Timing's interesting, though, isn't it? And I'm not hinting that at that at all. Okay. I just think it's interesting timing. And I know you'd love me to be hinting at that, Malcolm, because, you know, that would get you terribly excited. Well, but... I'm I'm so excited I'm peeing in my pants right now. Yvette Taylor, <laughs> please. Make sure, make sure that you're peeing in your own cup, though. Malcolm. Exactly. Sure hey. Yeah. I'm not passing you my pee. And let me tell you, and ladies, <laughs> let me share with you right now. I can promise you this, Yvette. There's no dope on my end. I'm eating yogurt. Here's the... Here's the glass right here. Hear it? I'm having yogurt right now. So that's what I'm eating. So go ahead, Eva. Eva, would you add some, would you bring some credibility and sensibility back to this broadcast, please? <laughs> I'm, I'm too, I'm too far down the P route. Oh, um, I just, oh boy. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I believe it's a conspiracy. I just, for me, it's much more the, the sense of responsibility that I believe that we all have to be building the community around the world. And this is such a pivotal thing that does draw so many people together. I think another decision could have been made in which to deal with exactly the same thing without separating out an entire country. 
um, you know, just deal with the people that have been involved in it. It didn't have to be the whole country that's been penalised. Yes, it was the government or the, I can't remember the name of the, the government body that you were saying were, you know, handing the cups around and passing the cups around at the back. But that still isn't the whole of the Russian people. That isn't the community at large and the nation. And everybody's being punished. I know they're still getting to compete, but, you know, the whole whole country's not being represented. And I, I personally don't feel like that hmm. part is fair, feel fair to me. What I think will be really interesting on exactly that point is how many people will go and compete. I'm finding it difficult to imagine any Russian athlete daring to compete under a neutral flag under these circumstances. And I know it's happened before if you go back 25 years ago, but those very different circumstances. And I, I struggle to to be able to fathom how anybody will will have the the courage to go and compete under a neutral flag under these circumstances. So I really feel for the athletes who are innocent. I I really feel Mm. for all the work and the effort they put in. And is anybody going to turn up? I don't know. Four years time, are they still going to be able to compete? You know, this is, there is a certain window that, you know, these people have trained for a really long time to do. A lifetime. You know, they they may not be able to do it next time. And it it just, that just doesn't feel right to me. This number of athletes or this percentage of athletes have done this and therefore Mm -hmm. it's the whole country that gets punished. Or, you know, where, where is that cutoff point now? Well, At the cutoff point, point does, are they going to bring that, that in again? The cutoff point is that the powers to be, the, the defense ministry, the, the, the sports folks, the people running the show were involved in the scandal. So they were the ones that were switching out all the cups and having other people uh, pee in those cups. That's what was going on. Let me read this to you as well, ladies, because this is important here. So here we go here. So the IOC, uh, International Olympic Committee, friends, is now applying this new strict criteria that the athletes from Russia, the few who will be able to prove their innocence, will have to pass scrupulous drug tests to be allowed to compete under the IOC flag. Now, there it is, ladies, and will be referred to, listen to this now, they're going to be referred to as, and, and in quotes here, athletes from Russia. So the only word that Russia is going to have in these games is athletes from Russia. And they will have to do it without the Russian flag. Something uh, something will be very, very challenging. And Taz, to your point a moment ago, that's exactly what they're saying. They're going to play the Olympic anthem at the medal yeah. ceremonies. And they don't expect a lot of uh, players to do this, Taz, to your point. They're, they're going to be humiliated yeah. and not do it. And there'll be repercussions back at home because of it. Of see? course there will be. Yeah. yeah, nobody's going to want to go up against that kind of power, are they? Th- that's what they're saying. So it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to do that. You know, ladies, I've got to tell you, it, it, this really uh, stinks on so many levels. Because what this is going to do now is pull the entire Olympics and sports community down. In other words, it's tarnishing the game so badly now that you can see the report, and they're going to be doing from the Olympic Village and all these sports venues. They're going to be talking about, oh, but the Russians aren't here. And what if such and such had been here? What if this had happened? Oh, what about that scandal? In other words... The entire, and I guess the IOC, did they consider that when they made this mistake or this move? Or some people say it's a mistake. I don't know that it is. But when they made this decision, do you think they considered that, Susan? Or do you think they they didn't when they, because this is big. This is going to impact the entire program, you know? Well, I I wanted to read a little something if I have a second, if you give me that time. The UN General Assembly includes 
support in post-2015 Sustainable Development Goals. In a historic moment for sport in the Olympic movement, the United Nations General Assembly today adopted the post-2015 development agenda. Hmm. Sport is included in the final outcome document as an important enabler of sustainable development for the goals which were adopted by the UN member states with a commitment to implement them by 2030, transforming our world. I think there's something more, as I said, seeing who certain people are involved. There's an agenda and wars fought on every front. and, And we see this more and more during the times that we live. They want to, you know, these powers that be, these people that meet at the Bilderberg meetings and these global um, one percenters that want to take the rest of us down in their global plan um, against putting people against people. And how are we, the little guy, going to fight the big guy um, Mm. who says you're doing this? And if you don't have a voice, how are you going to, you're doubly screwed. You have... Two, two sets of handcuffs you're wearing. People that don't have a voice and then going up against these oligarchs. So well, I truly, truly believe mm-hmm. there's a master plan here. Yeah. Well, somebody's got a cat on board the show here today that also has a voice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Sorry. <laughs> I hear Susan talking. I hear, meow, meow. Have, you, have, you, have, you fed, have you fed that cat, Taz? Is that the problem? I've fed it. I've tried letting it out, and it's doing the in, out, in, out thing. Clearly, it wants to be on the show. It has a very strong opinion on Russian <laughs> it's got a, it's Not got... even a Russian cat. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's gotta be, it's got... Let me ask you this, Taz. It's got to be a female, right? Uh, it's not. Oh my golly! Really? Okay, I got caught with that one. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only boy in our house. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, I can see that uh, he wants to be on the show then. Uh, so. <laughs> but, uh, He's gone now. It's all coast is clear. <laughs> that is funny. Too funny, Susan. Huh? You, you hear you talking. You hear the cat in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. I had. Uh, I, I tell you, you never know what's going to happen. I, one show I had, I was on with somebody, and I told you a canary started singing in the background. You know. And I, said, well, I love it. I can deal with canaries and cats. Uh-huh. It's when a pack of elephants run through the room, we're in trouble, ladies. You know. Then you know we're in trouble. All right. So listen to what the IOC said here to this as well. Susan, you you really you're onto something because you believe you really believe that the powers to be are at play here to really stir the soup further with Russia. I see. Interesting. Oh yeah, I do. Inter- again, that's my yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah, I know, I know. And my and my personal opinion is uh, that it's a bunch of rubbish. But I really applaud you for doing that. And I have to tell you that I hope when you investigate this further, that when you come out with the evidence, because I know you will, uh, then I will have to like I'll eat mosquito soup or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold you to it. Here's a, here's a bowl of mosquito <laughs> we'll soup. We'll video you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I'll just have to get some sort of a uh, natural herb that looks like mosquitoes, but not really mosquitoes, you know. Uh, So (laughs) let me read this to you as I started to do a moment ago here. Listen to this now. It says here, the IOC says, punishing all athletes would have played right into Vladimir Putin's rhetoric, in which he claims the doping accusations are a political tactic with no factual basis whatsoever. In reality, there is more than enough proof 
from the McLaren report to personal accounts, including that of the director of the Russian Anti-Doping Agency. Ladies, the director of the Russian Anti-Doping Agency itself to leave no doubt that the allegations are not politically motivated, ladies. The IOC has made it hard, though not impossible, for the Kremlin to cry foul by letting clean Russian athletes compete under a neutral flag. The committee has shown that the punishment is a result of the crime and not politics. Yet you all don't agree with that. And I've got to tell you, it says right here, the committee went out of their way to show that the punishment is a result of the crime and not the politics. And the problem is, Susan Price, when you look back at history and the previous elections, the Russians have been doing this right along. They have been cheating the system. They had their hands out the whole time they were smiling at the new president, and they were doing business under the table with the other president. So um, am I going to believe what one of their government agencies says? Their government agencies listen to their president. So um, I don't believe them. I, well, I, even even in the Moscow you know. Times this week, there's a, there's a, a columnist saying that, that essentially this is an opportunity for Russia to look at how much their own government has let them down. So mm. let me just pull that up. There's a wow. let me read part of that out to you. This is it says wow. in the absence of a boycott, the Russian public will watch Russian athletes compete in Korea, so they're assuming people will, and inevitably be reminded of why the Russian flag is not flying at the games. Sure, that's a propaganda opportunity for the regime, but it's also a reason for Russians to consider how their government has let them down. Wow. Taz, where's right. that in? Where's that it's in, Taz? Good. That's in the Moscow Times. Taz, I wonder if the writer who, who, who wrote that, I wonder if he's still alive. Still alive, I know. Yeah, I mean, they usually kill people for that kind of thing. They, they control all the media in the state. Uh-huh. Hold, hold it right there, friends. Boy, Taz is on it. I'll tell you what. Uh, Susan, you, you might have to eat your words yet. You're going to eat the mosquito soup, Susan, not me. No. I'll be right back. <laughs> The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Bringing it to you here every day on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And uh, what we're covering this Olympic story that uh, Susan is all over and says she thinks she smells a rat. Of course, Taz just read from the Moscow Times, which is highly unusual because, you see, the media in Russia is very, very controlled by the government. And hardly ever yeah. do they speak out against the government, Taz. So what, what do you think creates that that uh, uh, situation where he, he uh, puts that column out there, Taz? That's pretty pretty brave, isn't it? Or what, what do you think's behind I that? imagine it's very, very brave. It's... Uh... I mean, he's, he's a Bloomberg View columnist. He was the founding editor of Russian Business Daily, just looking up at the um, at, at the columnist there. So 
They're very clear to say, though, that the usual thing, the views and opinions expressed in opinion pieces do not necessarily reflect the position of the Moscow Times. So they're covering their back a little bit there. Mm, but my goodness, yeah. I, that that guy has balls of steel. Well, speaking of balls <laughs> of steel, uh, speaking yeah. of, Yvette, speaking of balls of steel, I should probably say on every episode of this show that the uh, that the opinions expressed by these 10 extraordinary women are not necessarily that of the network. Don't you think of that? <laughs> they, we are the voice of the network, Malcolm. What we have to say goes. What we have to say goes. You can't I love give it. Us that. Uh, I can't invite you us on and give us the voice of Malcolm. You're just something else, uh, Mr. Betts. Um, <laughs> I love it. She's always the, you think she's the quiet one in the room because she's so respectful. She's very proper. She's the kind of person who has tea in the afternoons because we talked about this in a previous episode. She's very, very English proper. You know, it's, you haven't given me a bottle of Prosecco yet, Malcolm. I want to have it with you. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have all that. But anyways, so, all right. So maybe there was another way for the IOC to handle this. Maybe they could have... Now, let's explore that a moment, ladies, because I think the result of the IOC pulling them out like this, I'm not sure it was the right move. And back to what you all have said, you just think it's a bunch of rubbish because, you know, uh, the, 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 the way this just reverberates from that, you know, the, the, ep the episode itself and how it's going to impact the sports and the political world and all of that. So... So what could they have done? So, all right, so maybe the IOC would have said, all right, your, uh, maybe your sports ministry and your powers to be and your directors and your government officials, maybe we don't allow them in the Olympic Village, ladies. What, why didn't we do that? Maybe they have to appoint some neutral people, and maybe the IOC could have appointed some independent folks to be on in the rooms there and on campus in the Russian rooms. Now, maybe that would have been an extraordinary move. In other words, that had been totally, totally supervised at all moments. What about that? No, I, think that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why they didn't. I don't understand why why go. they didn't do that. Why did they not do that in the first place? Because that was just as that would have been an easier, less antagonistic yeah. response. This it just feels quite antagonistic Abrupt. for me. Um, and the people that are being punished are the are the everyday people, not really the governments themselves. Um, although I suppose it in. In not allowing Russia to compete, I guess they don't get any more gold medals. But it's, I think the bigger thing at play is really is the community as a whole that's been punished rather than the government. But I like your point, Taz, what you said about the, the you know, I hope from this the lesson that is learned for Russia and the Russian people is that they start to take a look at the way in which they are are governed and managed i hope that yeah. from that is if there's nothing else comes from this that that's what it does create if indeed they have the courage and the space to do that the other point is if they had effectively just named and shamed every single person involved and put mm. that out there how would that have would, would that have been seen as even more uh, ag aggressive because that would have been a, a real finger pointing element of shame rather than just just a blanket you've had lots of people being very naughty how how would russia have responded if they'd actually named and pointed the finger at all the individuals involved then what that feels better though than punishing a whole country mm -hmm. um, and everybody uh, you know is to actually deal with the people well, that were named and shamed if you go to court your name goes in you know your name goes in the paper so you know if these people have been brought to trial or punishment in whatever way mm -hmm. um, as part of the olympics why not publish mm -hmm. that list? well when 
And, and, uh, and Malcolm, I always go back to follow the money. Everything yeah. uh, seems to, even in sports. So who are their corporate sponsors? Hmm. What's going on with these corporations in the background? They're always involved with some political aspects. How is this punishing them to send a message by using these athletes as a pawn? That's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. An interesting point on voice. I've got an I've got an alert set up on this topic, and it's just popped up while we've been speaking that a group of prominent Russian athletes and sports officials have said. That, that would-be Russian Olympians are ready to take part in the Games. And there's a statement being put out today that says, Today, we Russian athletes are fully prepared to take part in the 2018 Olympic Games, even though we have been placed under conditions that are not equal to those of our colleagues from other countries. And it's apparently signed mostly by medalists from previous Olympics rather than those who would be competing. But it says that it's been issued on behalf of the athletes after several days of consultations with Olympic athletes, coaches and federation officials. So the government must have approved that, Taz, no? You would think so. Yeah, they must have. They must have said, they must have given them the green light because nothing again happens there without the endorsement of of Vladimir Putin. You know, one of the reasons, ladies, that uh, Vladimir Putin, (laughs) think about this now, he has, for a president of a country, of any country, and for as long as of a time is that he has been president, and by the way, he just announced just this past week, I remember seeing the news bulletin, that he's going to run for another six-year term. Now, it's kind of ironic when they say run for another six-year term when he runs the whole program and there's no, no race right. or contest. <laughs> I mean, but I, I mean, that, that's, I just a, decided, yeah. that, that's a race I can win, you know. Yeah, I'm going to run for, you know, the committee right. of beautiful, beautiful people of the world, and I run the committee, you know, it's great. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about Putin is, he has a very, you know, I love these stories when they come out and they say, well, Vladimir Putin has one of the highest approval ratings of any politician in any country. I said, well, no shit. I mean, they run the whole media there. They run the polls and everything else. If they, if you don't have a high poll of view, they'll shoot you in the street. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. But the point is that they really don't have the voice. You know, we always hoped, ladies, that when the Iron Curtain fell, and Mikhail Gorbachev and Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan changed the world back then with the, the Berlin Wall coming down and changing Europe forever. We'd always hoped that it would be a new day to the Cold War, that it would be put behind us, and that the United States and Russia and these bureaucrats and idiots would get together and improve back to what you said a bit a moment ago, world peace would be a hell of a hell it be a hell of a proposition for us to, to, to strive for, huh? <laughs> And yet, you know, here we are still talking about this. And yet it seems like we're not advancing the conversation forward when it comes to Russia relationships. We're setting them back again and again and again. It's a pretty sad state of affairs, isn't it, ladies? Mm. Terribly. Most definitely. I mean, what, what becomes of it? What, 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 uh, what, what do you think the result? So let's talk about the future of, of relationships now and talk about Russia. How, how much damage is done here from the case of, of Russia and, you know, future opportunities, future events, future things in the world? Is there any turn in this back or are we, is it all, is it, is this that severe that, how much is this going to sting? That's what I'm asking. What, what do you think? It's going to sting a lot, but there's 
I'm, I'm ever hopeful. There's always a chance to turn things back, always. It depends how much people want to leap on this and use it, doesn't it, ultimately? But I really do think that we'll be able to um, heal a lot of these inequities. I do. I, I, and, I, and I do believe that this president, as many people that may not think so, I personally do. He's really trying to work with, you know, all nations and give people a fair shake. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's what I believe. Anyway. So, you, you, well, and, you know, the early signs uh, as uh, Trump was taken off was, was that he really wanted to work with Putin. But again, they've screwed that up, Susan, you know, uh, with all this Russia collusion well, yeah, business. I'm, you know, totally destroyed, right. don't you think? And the narrative then all is- that stuff. But everything's going to be coming out in the wash. But the thing is, if, um, you know, our president doesn't retaliate against people of other countries, it's their governments that are in collusion with our government. These are all internal things that need to be brought out into the open, whether it's through sports. And uh, look at what happened in our football arena with, you know, that other one, Colin Kaepernick. That's another story, but it's still... It's, it takes the enjoyment out of sports. Americans and Europeans, all of us around the world, we come together when it comes to sports right, or music right. or the arts. This is our break. Well, we want to keep, life, yeah, it's a great point, right? Susan. It's a great point, honey. We want to keep the politicians the hell out of that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We do. It's a great point. And they know that this is a vice, that they can right. come in and interrupt our lifestyles, everybody's lifestyles. Yeah, it's, no. a, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. You're, you're exactly right, Susan. The fact that, you know, everything is so politicized and it becomes so politically driven within these governments. Uh, it's very disturbing, actually, uh, on all of those levels. When you're right, some of the things that connect people around the world, ladies, are sports, are arts, are some of the things that, you know, we keep the politicians' hands off of. Because uh, the underlying message here is that people are people. And again, I, I said this today, I say this yesterday, I'll say it tomorrow. The, the Russian people are beautiful people. <laughs> I mean, they are, they are just amazing people. In fact, let me tell you all now, I mean, Christianity is such alive and well in Russia, and they're some of the most God-loving people out there. And I mean, it's amazing, the country as a whole. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a major Christian movement of God-loving people in Russia. But yet, yeah. you know, it gets so bamboozled here with all of this political talk. I wonder if we'll ever see a day that Russia is able to really move the ball forward where their people will have freedom of choice and freedom to speak. Well, we, we talk all the time about our liberties, ladies. I mean, think about the liberties we have in the UK and the US. I mean, we take a lot for granted, don't we, huh? We do. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I don't because Amen. my son gave his life for our country and our liberties, so... So you don't, um, Susan, right? Because yeah. you recognize it. You recognize the difference. But, but right. really, I do that a lot. I look around the world, and I think how much we take for granted, ladies. Um, and we have a lot to be thankful for in the West that I sometimes think we fail to appreciate. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that can ever rub off on countries like Russia and others around the world? And where are we headed, ladies? Let's, let's, let's kind of wrap up the air and, and talk about our wisdom ahead here. Uh, Yvette, what do you see? Uh, t- just, just let's take this from a worldview a moment here. We see the scandal happening the way that it is. We see the isolation of Russia continuing. And I know you talk about the um, 
You talk about the uh, positive attributes of people always, self-responsibility, utilizing our energy and our God-given talents to do amazing things. Um, what do you see ahead here for the world as a whole as we now as come into a new year? Yeah, uh, give me your prediction here. My prediction? Uh, Hold on, let me get my tea leaves out for you. There you go. She's always about tea. <laughs> always got to have a glass of tea, a cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I am not going to read my tea leaves. I think for me, my, my wish... My biggest wish on this particular thing would be, based on what Taz very spontaneously interrupted us with the news bulletin, which was amazing that, you know, that so many of the Russian athletes do want to compete. Right. I really hope that they're warmly welcomed um, by the whole community. And I hope that actually it, it creates the opposite of what we've been discussing and, that, you know, that it brings those people together and they're celebrated for for continuing to step out and do the work that they're there for. Um, that would be my biggest wish for the Olympics itself, uh, for the world at whole. Oh, my word. Uh, that's a whole other conversation, I think. Uh, it, it really is hoping that the world will start to come together and realise that we have to work mm. together as a planet, um, that we are not these separate countries and that we are not, you know, just individuals, that it is all of us all together. That's that's always my biggest wish with every everything. Yeah, you got to all be thinking about, you know, we talk about world peace a lot and we always wonder, you know, some people say, well, that's a fairy tale, Malcolm, that's never going to happen. But, you know, we all should think more about that and how we can do something um, uh, to connect and using this show as a as as a point to, um, you know, to bridge the gap and talk about what the possibilities are of world peace ahead. Uh, Taz, I like what Yvette just put out there, actually, in the way that she says she always has words of wisdom with her tea leaves, uh, the way she says, well, <laughs> You know, I hope that we can embrace the Russian athletes. And you're damn right they should, Yvette Taylor. Uh, they should absolutely embrace those athletes. In fact, they should throw a big party for them all um, yeah. and do something. But you're exactly right. And do something to bring them into the world community. You know, somebody screwed up here. We get it. We got it. And so they're paying a price for that. Taz, what do you see? I hope that the fact that we mentioned that, that article earlier and we both kind of slightly tongue-in-cheek, wondered if that guy was even still alive. I hope this is the beginning of the Russian people finding that there's a way for them to have a voice because as much as we know that, you know, Russian people are just people. There are beautiful people in Russia just as there are beautiful people in every country across the world. It's so very, very easy, isn't it, to fall into stereotypes. But there has been so much... Um, of completely the opposite of a liberal, liberal attitude going on in, in Russia for such a long time now. There are so many people who aren't allowed to just live openly in their own skin. My hope is that this is the beginning of people recognizing that they need to do something to be recognized for who they are and there needs to be a voice and somehow something's got to give and i don't know how but i hope this is the beginning of that voice somehow so well said miss thornton and susan price what do you see beside the fact you're going to write the scathing article about this whole thing i know that already i'm, I'm anxious to see you connect yeah. the dots on this one miss price but go ahead what do you well, see it's going to take a week or so i have to be thorough with my investigations yeah. just, just, i echo what both ladies uh, had mentioned as well as you yet I also it's been uh, my aspiration and great hope that being a part of America Out Loud and mm. uh, being a voice mm. that we will not only be the voices but the eyes and ears that mm. connect not only America the UK, Russia, all these other countries 
that we can, the people of our countries can serve as an example and a light because we know damn well our governments will not. Mm-mm-mm. So I, I pray that our mm. voices and our smiles and our love and everything that we are mm-hmm. will carry us through and bridge that gap. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, this is the first episode of the season that Susan has actually met Taz and Yvette. Uh, I just want to mention that. We discovered that as we came on to the episode today. So we're still early, still early on in the season here, Francis, still trying to figure out who is not talked to who or so on and so forth. So it was really cool today to get everybody to meet and uh, a lot of fun. You know, Susan, uh, I love your contributions to this platform. You're just a truly an amazing lady and a gift to us here. Believe me, and truly you are. And Yvette Taylor, you are absolutely a gift. And Taz Thornton as well. You are, we love you ladies. You're just awesome. So uh, we say at the top of America Out Loud, let the silent voices be heard. The point of that is that that's what we believe. We believe good people should have a mic and should be able to, you know, get the message out there. And we're doing that proudly on our platform. We're proud of all of our experts, I'll tell you. It's an extraordinary time, an extraordinary movement. Uh, We thank you for being here on this dynamic production. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. Susan Price, Yvette Taylor, Taz Thornton. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends.